trying to think of just the good things. The Christian aspect of the gospel, feeling of joy, ancient vibes, that Christmas spirit, that's the end of the circle. It's the dust on Mother's Bible. Think better thoughts, do better things, and look at each other with love in your eyes. Chris, Chris, Christmas. Christmas Day is here again. Time to see our fondest friends. And we have snow and wishes now. Mistletoe and kisses now. For the ones we love. Welcome to Playtime. I'm your host, W.C. Turk. A note and a correction. First, let me apologize in advance for the quality of Chris James's audio, such are the perils of modern Wi-Fi connections. I worked hard to clean up the audio quality because this was such an important conversation about a truly great and inclusive Christmas album coming from a beautiful and pure place and created by a great band, the Burrito Brothers. And a correction, I incorrectly cited Roger Whitaker as the composer of Old Toy Trains off Glenn Campbell's 1969 Christmas album. Chris James was correct that Roger Miller was the original composer of that title. And now, the playtime conversation with Chris James from the Burrito Brothers. I'm your host, W.C. Turk. I see winds, but they are warm. And all because my family's home. Yes, we'll rejoice in many ways. Giving thanks and giving praise on this Christmas Day, and here we are, this Christmas morning, yes, everything feels so right, the children awake at the They saw Santa last night. I see winds, but they are warm. All because my family's home. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Chris James. Well, thank you. Well, Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays. It's it's a fine album, brother. And so I have a little bit of introduction to the sort of center people uh, that goes a little something like this. The Burrito Brothers continue the legacy of more than five decades from the Flying Burrito Brothers formed in 1969. Chris James has been the keyboardist and vocalist of that musical legacy for more than a decade. The Burrito Brothers' latest album is simply titled Christmas, a rock and roots collection of original covers you may not have heard before, especially in this context. The website is theburritobrothers.net. Chris, I'm... I'm going to start here. I'm a collector of Christmas albums. Nat King Cole, uh, oh. Glenn Campbell, which I, which uh, a song ends oh, up. Yeah. You, you do a song in this album, um, a, a beautiful song in this album. Straight Cats, Carla Bonoff, uh, who I just spoke with uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, just released a really beautiful album with Michael McDonald. Oh. Leonard Skinner even put out a Christmas album many years back. This album fits really nice right, yeah. into that collection, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it just 
felt like the time was right after over 50 years for the group called the Burrito Brothers to finally make a Christmas album because they never <laughs> had. In fact, as far as I know, they never even recorded a single Christmas song. But you held on to to a few of these songs, well, at least one of these songs, uh, Christmas Bell, uh, that you wrote more than 30 years ago, right? Or uh, Bethlehem, yeah, uh, Bethlehem. Bethlehem Bell. It was actually, actually uh, sorry, roughly 40 years ago when I think about it. It was in the first half of the 80s, so yeah, that's 40 years ago. One day in every year for love and celebration so we remember all through the nation he gave us his son and good words to follow not just december but all through the year though it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago we still hear it ringing bethlehem when we're thinking about coming up with songs for our album because we really didn't want the Burrito Brothers Christmas album to be a typical collection of old favorites. We wanted to make a essentially all-new album. There's eight original songs on there written by us, and then four, you could call them cover tunes, but they're not the familiar chestnuts. They're, they're outside choices. The closest to a standard is the one you alluded to. The first song on the album with a little introduction spoken word by Graham Parsons is uh, Christmas Day. Uh -huh. And that was, I, I knew that from Graham, Glenn Campbell's Christmas album of 1968. Christmas Day is here again. Time to see our long lost friends. And we have snow and wishes now. Mistletoe and kisses now. For the ones we love I hear bells are ringing now Tiny tots are singing now Everyone is feeling gay What a lovely Christmas day Thank you, Lord of I've never heard anybody else do it, so I thought yeah, I, I don't recall anybody playing that song again. There and there were some great, great songs. That old, uh, there's uh, the old toy train, which was a, a great song written by Roger Whitaker. Uh, oh yeah, that's a really it's a it, it's a beautiful classic album that I don't think gets enough attention. Yeah, isn't it Roger Miller? Which reminds me, the guy who wrote writer of Christmas Day. It's the same guy who wrote Put a Little Love in Your Heart with Jackie DeShannon, I yeah. learned. Jimmy Holiday is his name. I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking Larry Wood. Jimmy Holiday is the name of the guy who wrote Christmas Day. I'm I'm an author and a playwright, uh, so I'm sensitive to narratives. It can't be a coincidence uh, that you take us through the season in the arrangement of this of this album. That's a complimentary way of putting it. I really, I like that you see it that way. It, it feels to me that, that we did exactly that. 
And you build a narrative throughout with each of the songs. Um, and and we're we're gonna get we're gonna get more uh, more deeply into that, but uh, we we should probably right off the bat uh, recognize the members of of the band. Oh yes, happy to. Uh, the pedal steel guitar player is Tony Paoletta, and he's absolutely sensational. He's yeah, so yeah. well versed in everything he needs to know on that instrument that fits us and really just super creative world-class dynamite musician i believe all all the guys in this band are, are world-class dynamite musicians mm -hmm. there's peter young on drums who also is the studio engineer for very much of what we do he oh. uh, works the overdubs and uh, um and does the mixing and he's he's a super talented guy good singer too and songwriter too mm -hmm. And then there's Steve Allen on guitar, who also played the bass for us. And he's one of these guys, just like the others, who has played with so many different people here in Nashville, constantly in demand, and just sensational musician, and a great guy. We all get along so well. The, the name Brothers is appropriate for this, because that's how we feel about each other. And uh, Steve also doubles on the bass. So just between the four of us, four of us do everything you hear there on the album. So I'm, I'm just going to dive right in uh, with Christmas Moon. You wrote that uh, this year specifically for, for this project, along with Spirit of the Season, right? Oh, beautiful, this Christmas day, freshly fallen snow, sharing our hopes and dreams this way. In our home, sweet home Singing this new Christmas tune Underneath a Christmas moon Oh, beautiful, so beautiful This Christmas moon So full, bluey white, stars are shining. Yes, and uh, two others. There were four brand new songs yeah. that um, I, I outlined a year ago, or a little less than a year ago, at the beginning of January, with the plan to make a Christmas album and, and created an outline for it, and thought of a title, Christmas Moon, being appropriate for a song that sounded the most like one of the old standard Christmas melodies. That's what we were shooting for with that, with a little, little bit of, you know, the lush seasonal idea. And I asked Tony Paoletta to write it with me, and he immediately suggested that we also bring in Peter Young and just work on it there at Pete's studio. And we actually used as a starting point my father's favorite symphony which is a really obscure one you may or may not have heard of it it's the symphony in d minor by cesar franck
And when I heard that, it, it, it surprised me in the first place that that was my dad's favorite symphony because I never heard, heard of the guy. But in the second place, it was because I heard echoes of Rhapsody in Blue by the Gershwin brothers. And I heard other things. I heard a little America the Beautiful's melody. I was gonna. I was and, just about to say that that it opens with with the opening chords of America the Beautiful. And yes, I wanted to ask you if that was intentional. Yes, absolutely intentional. In hopes of uh, catching people off guard or catching their ear, Tony uh, really was for that. I, I thought, well, you know, that's not really. I don't know what you call it. I don't think it's plagiarism at all. I think it's uh, it's, it's lovingly borrowing, so to speak. Yeah, and, it's, and yeah. Uh, it's just the one line, which which in fact actually goes back to Cesar Franck's symphony that precedes yeah. Yeah. both Gershwin and the America the Beautiful song. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's just all how music interacts uh, with people. I remember Bob Dylan. Dylan calling something like that love and theft and I love that term <laughs> and so we created this melodic piece jumping off from Cesar Frank's symphony and then while doing it we got the idea of a solo called Christmas Star which we based on a 5-4 time motif sort of a, a little odd, uh, odd time signature slightly jazzy wash behind a recitation about the magi the three wise men traveling to Bethlehem, led by the star. And so that's how those two songs came about. So when, when Let It Be came out, uh, I, had, I had a long conversation with uh, Steve March Torme, uh, Mel Torme's son. We were, talking, yes. we were talking about Beatles Let It Be, the, what, the, the documentary when it, when it came out. And, and I was lamenting as, as a music lover that... I read an awful lot into lyrics. Probably a lot of people do. A lot of people gravitate toward yeah. lyrics to soothe a broken heart or when they're in love or or as a milestone to their to their life. So that's how that's how I, I came to this album. Christmas Moon, I thought with those opening chords of of America the Beautiful, it takes on this symbolic sense it it, it it's becomes a song of inclusion and healing I, i'd love your thoughts on that oh thank you yes that, that's what i think it, is if you can connect and somehow grab people's ear with a little uh, thing like that why not i mean it really only says oh beautiful the way america the beautiful and then goes off into its own song from there so it's Indeed. just a couple notes oh beautiful Ah, heroes proved in liberating strife. Who more than self, their country loved. And mercy more than life. Yeah, of course, the same two first words. So it grabs your ear, uh, and that was intentional. We also there also wrote a song called "The Feast of Stephen." Yeah, our record label is yes. SFM. Uh, the label is in England, and Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, also the Feast of Stephen, is 
part of the holidays in England. We don't pay attention to it here in this we country, don't, no, but in no. England they do. Yeah, and since our label is uh, is there, I felt it would be really neat to to do a song that's uh, a tip of the hat, a hello to them. And we have a Stephen in our group, Steve Allen, the guitar mm-hmm. and bass player. So I suggested that he and I write a song called The Feast of Stephen. And uh, Steve jumped right on board and came up with, really, the, the feel of that song and the chord progression is, is basically his. Uh, but he and I wrote the tune together. and horses set the same reason of course is victory gone is the beast St. Stephen's feast cheer for the day here at hand here has no place in this land we are released on St. Stephen's feast That's another completely new one. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's this great toe tapping uh, sing along. Um, I worked, I worked in Germany, yeah. and my wife is from uh, from Sarajevo in Bosnia. Saint Stephen's in, or the Feast of Saint Stephen's or Boxing Day uh, is is a holiday there. That it's it's uh, you know yeah yeah. yeah. I, I don't think a lot of folks in this country recognize the Feast of St. Stephen's. No, but I also got a, a, a little uh, a second uh, little connection I like, and that is that the classic album by the Grateful Dead called Live Dead uh-huh. has a song on it called St. Stephen, which I think is also on Aoxo Moxola, uh, the Palindrome album. St. <laughs> Stephen with a rose in and out of the garden he goes. In the wind and the rain, wherever he goes, the people all complain. Stephen Osborne in his time, well, he may and he may decline. Did it matter? Does it now? Stephen would answer if he only knew how. I love little inside, uh, little connections to things. I like believe, in fact, I, I absolutely regard the Burrito Brothers as being about that, just that. We want to remain conscious of, cognizant of, of the group that mattered to us and make little nods about it, little inside hints that we knew who they were and uh, are a little tip of the hat to the groups that really, the artists that mattered to yeah, us. Yeah, but that, that's, so that's why I brought up the the narrative nature of this album, that it it gives us a story of yeah. the season, a, a larger, a larger context, and takes us through a lot of permutations of the season. Not to get, not to get too down in the weeds about it, but this, the feast of Saint Stephen's has been replaced in this country by shopping returns. So let me ask you, as someone who who knows <laughs> about Saint Stephen's Day and Boxing Day, what what do we lose as a culture 
by making the season only about commerce uh, and taking taking away its true spiritual or or just communal meaning. And and, and I have I, I live in a in a mostly Jewish and and Muslim neighborhood and Indian neighborhood here. Uh, I have a Hindu and Muslim and and even atheist friends who celebrate the season. And, and I think I think this album. Um, brings us all together in that larger context. I'd love your thoughts. Well, I, I like the way you just put that, and I put a time to really promote peace on earth and caring for each other and generosity and kindness. As Ringo would go, peace and love, you know, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a wonderful uh, concept, and it shouldn't be, it's not owned by one religion or one culture that that idea should be shared by everyone and it's it's cool if, if this time of year is set aside to really focus on it yeah. and it's probably wrong to act as if it's exclusive as if it's uh, only for one of the religions i was a little hesitant in fact to uh, even go very far into the um, idea that it's only about jesus and we went ahead and did one song on the album, Bethlehem. It actually is. The lyric content is essentially the nativity. And uh, I think that's totally valid because the idea of Christmas is based on that in our culture. I love the concept of, of peace and love and sharing and kindness. There's an eclectic, you, we, we spoke about Glenn Campbell. There's an eclectic number of Christmas covers on this album. Uh, I grew up on Buck Owens, man. You do the maybe the best version oh, I've ever yeah. heard of Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Santa looked a lot like Daddy, but Daddy looked a lot like him. It's not the way I had him pictured. Santa was much too thin. He didn't come down the chimney, so Mama must have let him in. Santa looked a lot like Daddy. Daddy looked a lot like him Well, they thought I was fast asleep in They thought I was tucked in bed They never thought I'd come peeping Or that I'd hear what was said Santa put his arm around Mama And Mama put her arm around him So if Santa calls ain't Daddy Then I'm gonna tell him that like him It's not the way I had him pictured Santa was much too thin He didn't come down Wow, what a compliment because uh, that's the most covered tune on the album hands down. I mean, that's really the only standard on the album uh, and I just knew that we needed to do that. My, my thought process went along the lines of the Burrito Brothers. If the group carries on that legacy, calls themselves the Burrito Brothers, ever does a Christmas album, we certainly got to do Santa's a lot like that. Because and, that's and the do. roots. That's the whole origin that Graham Parsons and Chris Hillman started out with on Gilded Palace of Sin was a hybrid variation on the Bakersfield sound that was made famous by Buck Owens and Merle Haggard. And, and it was basically that kind of music played by hippies with lyrics that were quite different from the uh, old school ultra-conservative country lyrics, yeah. but other, but the sound was about the same. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a really great version. Uh, one of the other covers, and and this is I'll, I'll keep I'll keep harking on it. Uh, the the narrative anchor of this album 
in in telling us the the story of of the season what it what it what it was what it is what it what it's become or what it's in danger of becoming uh one of the other covers um is christmas which is originally off the who's tommy darkest song on the album but not without purpose i think right yeah it was it's kind of an odd call i love uh confirming that the burrito brothers are a progressive rock band it's not yeah. really a country band like some people seem to think yeah. it's it's much more of a rock band and a progressive uh inventive rock band. we happen to have a pedal steel as a featured instrument which makes people think country and certainly with the nod to graham parsons and chris hillman and the origins of the band we certainly have a, a country approach towards a lot of the music i regard it as a hybrid uh, but it, it would be completely wrong to uh, label the burrito brothers as a country band i think uh, yeah, country yeah. rock is okay with me so anyway that aside that aside, the Who's Tommy had a song called Christmas, and that seemed such an interesting, intriguing thought. And so we, we made our variation on it, which is essentially a little capsule of other motifs from Tommy incorporated into the song Christmas to create a, a slightly different new version of that song. And I think Peter Young is on unbelievably good on it he's just sensational uh, i'd say he kind of channels keith moon on that song yeah he does he really does especially with that opening yeah yeah so i, I want to drill down here a little bit on on the lyrics because it really takes us this important comprehension of the season which i think is is a magical component of this album and and it goes like this and tommy doesn't know what day it is he doesn't know who jesus was or what praying is. How can he be saved from the eternal grave? Surrounded by his friends, he sits so silently and unaware of anything, playing poxy pinball, picks his nose and smiles and pokes his tongue at everything. I believe in love, but how can men who have never seen light be enlightened? Only if he's cured his spirit's future level ever heightened. And, and those were words written by Pete Townsend. Those are deeply spiritual words but they they kind of take us from the 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 gift giving or gift getting and and bring it more to to that spiritual understanding whether or not you're a christian or whatever there's a spiritualism and a community in in the season and i think this song really captures it nicely especially in this album 
Thank you. I, I, as I heard you recite those, it seemed a little uh, like you, you called it dark, I think. And, and it seemed a little sort of exclusive. It seemed like the almost militant idea that only if you see things our way are you ever saved. And, and I don't agree with that. But I think when Pete Townsend wrote that, he was kind of, is mocking the right word? That's, not, that's a little too harsh a word, but he was kind of uh, exposing yeah. that kind of narrow-minded thinking. Yeah. Uh, the, even though he's saying it, you kind of get another message as well. In the album context, there's, uh, again, context is everything. Uh, and, and it seems a little bit like like a reminder. I, yeah. I, I was going to say indictment, but I, I, I think reminder is better uh, of sorts on materialism, right? That's good. Yeah. Go I also think uh, you've actually, oh, I, I think you dug in farther than I had given it uh, that much thought uh, to the to the lyric content. Uh, I really liked that we have a real rock interruption, a real uh, rock yeah. moment on the album. And, uh, um, and it's interesting that when you delve into the lyrics of that, because they're powerful, I'd have to uh, admit, uh, I didn't give it quite as much thought as you did to the lyrics. I just love the idea that there we are doing a Who song by the burrito. That's got to be an unusual choice. I'm sure that surprised people. Well, the the music is is a great vehicle, and yeah, like, like I said, I I might attend uh, to words and lyrics uh, a bit too much, being like I said, being a writer. But that's that's just me. Christmas time is here again. Uh, is kind of a medley derived from song fragments uh, that that you said uh, were found in Beatles um, annual Christmas messages. But I found this great post-punk barn dance mashup uh, with uh, with a taste of Camper Van Beethoven irreverence from your your. And I'm off to join the cheer Everywhere it's Christmas at the end of every year Oh, everywhere it's Christmas At the end of every year I said that everywhere it's Christmas At the end of every year One more time now Everywhere it's Christmas And now here's Billy Shears Oh, ho, 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 ho fragments from the Beatles Christmas message is exactly that. It is, yeah. What we did. We took a, we took moments from the, the Beatles where they sang stuff. In fact, in most cases, it seems probably just off the top of their heads, just impromptu, uh, yeah. except for the main themes, everywhere it's Christmas and um, the, the title, the chorus, Christmas time is here again. Uh, those were obviously thought out in advance and more of a, a song-like session. But there's lots of little moments throughout those Christmas messages where they kind of just break into song and they were so talented and good at that that it's it's always appealing it's all good and so I, I isolated all of them at one point uh, early January of this year 
and began to listen to just those musical fragments and, and eventually gradually pieced together a cohesive form where it works as a complete medley. It lasts about eight and a half minutes long and it's beautifully, I think, I hope that doesn't sound conceited, but I think it was beautifully organized into a video that's just a blast to listen to. It's psychedelic. In keeping with, with the narrative theme of, of the album, you begin on Christmas Day and you end with Happy New Year. Uh, another bright, inspired song uh, from a really bright, fun, lively album. And and I wanted to ask you if there's if if I'm also hearing a love song in there. Oh um, well, I think there's love all through it. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, I wish you Merry Christmas is absolutely a love song. Uh, mm -hmm. That's one of the three originals that I wrote with, co-wrote with, with partners uh, many, many years ago. Uh, the um, Christmas, I mean, Santa, the, one, the song called Santa, the country yeah. rock song, and Merry Christmas were written by a trio, me and Joe Weber and Ashley Hart. About 15 years ago, we wrote a dozen or so songs together, and two of them were Christmas songs, so I went to that well as well. <laughs> to um, get our new songs for this album. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great song. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Together. So this year you also released uh, another studio album, Together, follow-up to 2021, uh, The Notorious Burrito Brothers, which I was I was supposed to, to speak with you, but I had, I had a medical issue that knocked me out for a damn near eight months. And so I, I was really disappointed. Um, so I'm going to ask you about it now, brother. Together is a really strong album. And I, I think a completely underrated album, which I, I don't think has gotten nearly enough attention, uh, with songs like History Suite. Hey, look, see here what you've done to me. Caused a rhapsody. Hey, preacher, hey, parson, see what you did to me. Oh, with your history, all those lazy days. Go on home now. Come on in, friend. I hope we somehow don't down in the clover yeah till it's all over Farmer I would love uh, a story oh, yes. behind that album yeah well thank you uh, the lack of attention is somewhat by design that album was uh, released in August uh -huh. of this year and it, it had been delayed it was finished more than a year ago and finally released in August and we had been working on our Christmas album all this year and really 
completed it in August. And so I just begged our record company, SFM Records in England, to put the Christmas album out. And that was kind of a conundrum because Together was brand new. Yeah. And we essentially that we're just going to be quiet about it yeah. and get behind this Christmas album because I just begged them that I really couldn't stand the idea of waiting until next year before we put out the Christmas album because it felt so right now. It felt like what we are and what we've done and a better chance to raise some eyebrows and get some attention uh, that seems to be hard for us to get no matter how good we play, I guess because we're an older group, a little under the radar, but I, I really pulled for the Christmas album to come out. And we arrived at the idea that we would get back to promoting and looking at and, and treating together at our new album once this Christmas was over, since they both kind of fell right in together. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even mean the pun. So we're intending to put together back as the main thing we push come January, that as if it's a new album, because it really isn't an old album at all yet. It's still very recent, actually released in August, but then no push, no further talk about it because we decided to focus on this Christmas album. But our intention is to treat together as a new album by the Brita Brothers come 2024. Nice, nice. Does that I make any sense? To get, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I just didn't want it to get... Uh, it's a it's a really strong album. Streets of Santa Rosa is is a brilliant, brilliant song. Drove through the night. The mountains were high. A full tank of gas kept us on course. Flamingo Hotel was groovy as hell. that has that original Flying Burrito Brothers flavor, right? Tinged with a little bit of Eagles and poured through yes. the contemporary Burrito yes. Brothers deep layered melody sound. So yes. I was thinking that it would get eclipsed um, in, in at least for the season. Uh, so I, I, I thought it was important to make uh, make mention of a really great album. Well, thank you so much because I, I feel the same way. It would be a shame that it sort of fell by the wayside because it's too yeah. good for that. It's a beautiful work, I think. And it's also, there's a very dear special aspect to it, and that is it's our final work with Bob Hatter who died during the process of making that album. It's something of a tribute to him. I've claimed that the album we finished, the album called Together, uh, is exactly the same album that we would have made had Bob lived. We had all on the drawing board, we had all the song goes, and Bob played on nearly half of it, and we enlisted Steve Allen to complete the job. And Steve was okay with us one final time listening to Bob Hatter as the band member. And then inside in the credit page, Steve's got a, a special mention, and it's simply a, credit, a picture of him and in a slight explanation that he did a lot more than guests. Yeah. So he's the still guest on it. So it was all this sweet, dear idea of, of remembering our departed buddy, Bob Hatter, and therefore 
together means a lot to us. I think it's a very special album. It's still good. Our work for a few years now, I think, has been really high top shelf. Uh, uh, it's the best work of any group I've been involved in. I'm very proud of it. So, like I to repeat myself, I really hope we can get together out there where it's far more recognized. But for the time being, we're focusing on our Christmas album. What's on the horizon folks should know about the Burrito Brothers? Uh, a tour, perhaps, coming up? I'm not sure if, if uh, the way most people regard tour is something we're going to do, because it's unlikely that enough money is offered to make it uh, worth our while. And we're not the kind of guys, we're not half our age, <laughs> to get in a van and just go hit the road and slog it out on the road. We've all got uh, plenty to do here in Nashville. So... We're more in line for short-term stuff. Or, uh, we're, we're focusing on hoping to go to Europe because our label is there and uh, people in Europe and England uh, overseas in the past shown a lot have embraced the Burrito Brothers very nicely. I, I hope we get some calls for some festivals and things like that, some nice dates to do. We would love to do that and we'll be up for it and very good at it. But uh, the traditional terminology of a tour isn't exactly on our plate right now i got you i got you uh the burrito brothers latest album is simply titled christmas a rock and roots collection of originals and a few classic covers you may not have heard before definitely don't overlook there are also there are other 2023 offering together the website is the burrito brothers.net chris james uh bear with me just for a moment here while i take care of a little bit of business and we'll say a proper a proper farewell uh, I'd like to thank Chris James and to all of you who listened links to the burritobrothers.net and Burrito Brothers Facebook page, Cosmic Nashville, are in the notes below. If you enjoy this program, click the subscribe button for notifications on upcoming guests and programs. We end the Happy New Year off of Christmas from the Burrito Brothers. Thank you, brother. This was a pleasure. I, the uh, The internet connection was a little shaky, which uh, which something which is something we can improve on uh, the next time we talk, right? Yes, and, and thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it a, a lot, and the rest of the group does too. It's We're very thankful to get this opportunity to plug our group and plug the album a little bit, and I want to make sure and mention that it's all out there, easy to get, uh, wherever people uh, get downloads or stream, or, and uh, uh, the CDs are available, the physical version of the album, you know, Amazon or wherever. Just the label's very good about getting our music out there into the world. Indeed, indeed. And I will make it as simple as possible for them uh, that all they have to do is click on the links below. How about that? Oh, beautiful. That's very nice. Thank you. It's really been a pleasure talking with you. I appreciate it. And uh, you opened my eyes and ears to the thoughts <laughs> to a few things as well. I, I spent a lot of time with, uh, with, this music and a lot of time with this album the, the season helps but I, i'm also I, i've spoken with a couple of local artists and uh, uh a local author who, who wrote a book about the loop fm 98 i don't i don't know if you recall the loop uh, up here in chicago that was uh ubiquitous for for a number of years it was the biggest craziest oh, yeah 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 um the uh yes. he, he, uh rick Kempfer, the 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 uh, producer for Kevin Matthews and uh, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer. And there's a narrative arc to that book. Uh, I, I just spoke with uh, Pierce Krask, a local roots artist up here. And the way he arranged his his albums, there's a there's a narrative arc 
imbued within that. He doesn't see it. I saw it, and I I fully believe that we're all just natural storytellers, and that's in our DNA more than culture. It's in our DNA, and you guys told with Christmas here told a beautiful story of the season and covered a lot of different aspects of the season. And, and so that, thank you you for noticing because without a doubt, we made it as a complete piece. It's a, it's an album. It's not a random selection of songs. It was meant, it was, it was paced in a, in a, a specific particular way chosen to run the way it ran and kind of like, but it kind of tells a story from start to finish. It, it's best, uh, at, at least my heart thinks it's supposed to be listened to from start to finish. Uh, and, and you did it beautifully, but brother. And uh, I've listened to it from start to finish uh, probably better than uh, 15 or 20 times since I since I first received the album. Wow. Yeah. yeah what I, a I spent, compliment. Thank you. Brother, I, I, so I, you guys work so hard uh, and, and and I know this, I've got books in print, and I, I know the amount of time and energy that goes into okay. creating these complex works and the, the yes. heart and the imagination yes. and, and all that. And so yes. I spend a lot of time trying to get inside that as much as I can to really do to do it from my perspective at least justice for for that work and and those artists and well you did thank you so much wow what a what a nice compliment thank you wishing you here and everyone there forget all the worry on your mind here's to cheer the love we share tonight is the best of time Whether we're rich or we're poor